Hello, friend. Are you ready for some classic quizzing? Well, for goodness sake, get ready. You can use the cupboard's designated primal scream chamber if you need to let out the stresses of the day in a soundproofed environment. I will just mention that is also where I keep the good crockery, and that isn't part of the therapy on offer. Please be careful with that. Then when you're ready, we'll start out on the 20 questions we have ahead of us. They're worth two points each to quite literally the right person, if you fancy keeping score. I find anything above 20 out of 40 is a good benchmark to work to. Now, for round one, I'm actually going to be playing against you as it's a beat the host round. My name's John, by the way, if we haven't met. These questions have been sent all the way from Dorset by Greg, who's been my chum since we were 11 years old. I still remember his home phone number from those days, which may actually prove useful here as all his questions are going to have numerical answers. I'm going to listen to the questions for the first time now. So are you. I'll have a guess. You'll have a guess. And whoever's closest to the right answer will take the two points. Can you beat the host? Let's hear what Greg has to say for himself. He sent this with the following note. Recording around has given me a whole new respect for your ability to sound like a half-normal person when reading quiz questions. So I can't wait to hear what this sounds like. Take it away, Greg. Hello, friends. It's Greg here with five quantitative quiz questions for you to try and beat the host. So jumping in, question number one. In what year was the first Ferris wheel erected? What year was the first Ferris wheel built? Question two. How many blocks are there in an official game of Jenga? How many blocks are there in a game of Jenga, according to our friends at Jenga.com? Three. How many people tuned in to the 2022 Eurovision Song Contest? To clarify, this is across the three live shows, the two semi-finals and the final. So I'm looking for the number of people that tuned in to the Eurovision Song Contest in 2022. Four. How many varieties of tomato are there? How many varieties of tomato are there? And finally, question number five. Tim Berners-Lee is widely credited as being the inventor of the World Wide Web. But in what year was Tim Berners-Lee born? I'm looking for the year of birth of internet man Tim Berners-Lee. Good luck. <laughs> Greg there, full Blue Peter mode. And recording in an actual cupboard from the sounds of it. Top marks for commitment to the concept. I've had some guesses. Full disclosure, I did pause to have a think, which you're always allowed to do. Who's going to stop you? And we'll hear the answers to that and everything else in the second half of the podcast. Round two of four is coming right up. All you have to do is close your mouth and go home. And those are the best odds you're going to see for a while. I'd take them. I'd take them. And round two is called second the best. Here, if you know the second place thing in each category, that's the best way to accrue points as you get two points for that. But there's a consolation prize in the form of one point if you know the first place thing, which is usually more obvious. So if the category was tallest mountains in the Alps, for example, it would be one point for Mont Blanc, but two points if you know that Monte Rosa is the second tallest mountain therein, specifically the Dufourspitzer Peak, as you very well know. Obviously, you only get one guess per question, so use it wisely, and we'll start with number one, which is Disney animated classics in order of release date. So here I want the first or the second feature-length movie from Walt Disney Animation Studios in chronological order. One point for the first, or two points if you know 
the second one they brought out. Question two, largest species of shark by length. That's a fairly simple one. Types of shark by how long they are. They can be, they generally are. Um, the longest or the second longest? Question three, numbers in Italian. Please do not provide me with just a digit. I obviously want these spelled out or pronounced. Um, yes, but numbers in Italian, either the number one or the number two. I believe the number one is more obvious and the number two is lesser known. Let's see if I'm right. Question four. Shakespeare plays in alphabetical order. This is obviously in English with their most common titles. I'm not counting All is True, which is an alternative title for Henry VIII, apparently. So either the first or the second Shakespeare play title, short form, common name, um, in the alphabet. And question five, largest cities in New Zealand by population. That, again, is a fairly simple one that needs not much explanation. Largest cities in New Zealand by population. If you can tell me the most populous city in New Zealand, one point, or the second most populous for your two points. You see what I mean? The second is often the hardest, and that's why it's worth double the points. Um, that's all our questions for round two. I'm confident for you. Round three, the old news in a trice. So, as I said, it's the old news. We're going to hold hands and travel, in a very real sense, back in time. Part of the fun is that you won't be told what year we're travelling to, who knows what exotic diseases will be available to you when we get there. And the fifth and final question of the round will be, what year is it? To which you, using context clues, will respond with the correct answer. Or hopefully something near it anyway. So let's get in the time machine I got off eBay from someone in Nuneaton. They always seem to be in Nuneaton, don't they? And let's fire it up. Oh, I feel sick. Okay. Look around, don't touch anything, and uh, let's see what questions have been left for us. So question one. On the 15th of February, more than 600 cities worldwide saw mass protests against the impending invasion of what country by the USA and a coalition of its allies? I will repeat. On the 15th of February, more than 600 cities worldwide saw mass protests against the impending invasion of what country by the USA and a coalition of its allies? Remember, we are in some year in the past here. Question two. February also marked the nominal end of Yugoslavia, as the Federal Republic's name was changed to that of its two remaining constituent countries. What is its new name? Question two one more time. February also marked the nominal end of Yugoslavia, as the Federal Republic's name was changed to that of its two remaining constituent countries. What is its new name? Question three. From August, you could become online friends with Tom Anderson, one of the founders of which brand new social networking website? One more time. From August, you could become online friends with Tom Anderson, one of the founders of which brand new social networking website? Imagine that. Question four. In December, the National Space Centre in Leicester lost contact with unmanned British spacecraft the Beagle 2, as it attempted a landing on what planet to search for signs of life? Once more, question four. In December, the National Space Centre in Leicester lost contact with unmanned British spacecraft the Beagle 2, as it attempted a landing on what planet to search for signs of life? 
And question five, what year is it? You know this one, right? What year is it? There's going to be two points for the exact right answer and then one point for a small window of doubt either side if you don't quite get it right, but you're close. What year is it? Right, that's the end of the old news. Between now and the beginning of round four, we will be back in the present, whatever year that happens to be when you're listening to this. You'll just have to trust me. Hey, wait a minute. Let's try something. Let's play this backwards and see if it gets any better. Better, better, better. This is a nice one. It's called Pass the Dutch. In this round, you get to put your Dutch language skills to the test once again, as the general knowledge questions will be in that language. As always, answers are acceptable in either Dutch or English, and I encourage you to repeat the questions out loud for the general amusement of everyone else in your train carriage. The disembodied voice, again, of Google Translate will be reading the questions, just because there's a better chance of it pronouncing them correctly than me. Question one, then, sounds like this. Welke actrice speelde Holly Golightly in de film Breakfast at Tiffany's uit 1961? Welke actrice speelde Holly Golightly in de film Breakfast at Tiffany's uit 1961? So, as evidence there, you're going to hear every time the full speed version, the fluent conversational version, I suppose you could say, followed by the tourist version, where it's slowed down and said with a lot of hand gestures in a patronizing fashion. Answer that question. Question one, I'm sure you have already. Question two sounds like this. De liqueure Kalua en Tia Maria delen welke smaak? De liqueure Kalua en Tia Maria delen welke smaak? Hmm, what might that be asking? Obviously, you know already because you speak Dutch, but, you know, put yourself in the shoes of someone who didn't. Is there enough context there to get the answer? Question three. Nederlander Max Verstappen is een wereldkampioen in welke sport? Nederlander Max Verstappen is een wereldkampioen in welke sport? All pretty simple stuff, I'm sure you will agree. Here's question four. Mogadishu is de hoofdstad van welk Afrikaans land? Mogadishu is de hoofdstad van welk Afrikaans land? Yep, indeed, and... Question five to finish things off. Wie schreef de musicals in The Heights and Hamilton? Wie schreef de musicals in The Heights and Hamilton? It's just now occurring to me that some of these words are the same in English as Dutch, which is a bit annoying because this is supposed to be a test of your Dutch language skills. But if any of those accidental inclusions have helped you to get an answer, good for you. It'll be two points per correct answer when we do the answers, which will be in just a bit. Wait a minute. Disappointed! 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 This is my world. There's a new bonus episode on the Quiz Cupboard Patreon as we speak. It came out on Saturday. You may have heard the brief preview I put out on the main feed. This one was an Oscars special in advance of this week's big awards due. So if you want access to that and other bits and indeed bobs, it's patreon.com slash quiz cupboard. Two pounds a month is all it takes to get you in the door and earn you the auspicious title of cupboard dweller. Thanks to those who've already joined. I'm close to breaking even on the cost of making the podcast. So that's a big help. 
um, answers uh, for round one. This means we're going to hear from Greg again. I will pause him as we go and uh, just confirm the range of acceptable answers for your two points in Beat the Host. Here we go. Hello, everyone. It's Greg again, and I've got some answers for you with the Beat the Host round. So I hope you managed to beat the host, but more importantly, I hope everyone enjoyed themselves. Question one, we were talking about Ferris wheels. 1893 was the year of the first Ferris wheel. 1893. Right, so as I said, I'll cut in here and tell you what I put. Um, so I at least got the right century this time, but in my tradition of going too low, I put 1845. I thought it seemed like a sort of early Victorian, I don't know, World's Fair sort of thing. Um, so I was 48 years out, the actual answer being 1893. So if you said anywhere between my answer, 1845, and 1941, 48 years after the actual date, then you get two points because you were less wrong than I was. If you happen to have put either of the extremities of that range, 1845, just like me, or 1941, then of course you were as wrong as me. So you get one point, and so do I and neither of us can feel proud about ourselves. And if you said outside that range, then it's no points for you on this occasion. But I have a feeling you're about to be luckier with this next one. Question number two, Jenga blocks. There are 54 precision crafted, specially finished hardwood blocks in a game of Jenga. That's 18 levels of the three blocks for those that would like me to do dividing by three for them. So 54 is the number we want. The number we want is 54 indeed. Um, Greg doesn't work for Jenga as far as I know, but my goodness, it seems like he's absorbed their marketing. And FYI, Greg, I actually don't know what 54 divided by 3 is off the top of my head, so the joke's on you. I put 36, in case you were wondering, which you probably were. Uh, I was 18 out, again on the low side. Um, so the range here, if you put anywhere between 36 and 72 then you get two points, 36 to 72. Or if you got, yeah, like I said, if you got 36 or 72, it's one point for you outside that range, nothing. But I suspect you did better than I did there. Question three. Question three. Viewers of Eurovision, 161 million people viewed in, measured across 34 countries, according to Eurovision.tv. 161 million that is a lot. Um, you're not going to believe this, listener. I went much too high on this. Um, 260 million. I, I suppose I thought people around the world were more interested in Europe than they actually are. Um, so I said 260. The actual answer is 161 million. That means I was 99 million too high. A significant number, statistically. Um, that means if you said anywhere between 62 million and 260 million, my ridiculously high answer, then that's the 2.62 million to 260 million is the range. Number four, varieties of tomato. There are 10,000 varieties of tomato. Uh, multiple sources online seem to agree that figure, but you probably knew the answer anyway. So 10,000. What? That, I mean, this must be the worst answer I've ever given. Are you with me? I, I put 133. Does anyone else think that's a normal amount of varieties? One th 133, that's all I put. So that means I'm 9,867 out. So the, the range is 133 to 19,867. Yeah. So well done if you said in that range. Well earned two points for you. I I actually thought I was going too high there. I can think of like two. So 
I thought that was a lot. Anyway, anyway, let's leave that behind. It's gone now. It's behind us. Uh, question five, Greg. Question number five. Tim Berners-Lee, inventor of the internet, was born in 1955. That's the same year as Bruce Willis was born. 1955. Wow. Cheers, bye. Cheers, bye, Greg. There we go. We all love Greg, don't we? Some great questions in there. And uh, we finish off with a nice guessable one. I got pretty close this time with my 1951 guess. So the range is between 1951 and 1959. I was four out. So it's two points for inside that range and one if you said either end of it, 1951 or 1959. Right, did you beat the host, a.k.a. me? I'll wager you did pretty well there, but uh, more chances for points. Coming up with second the best, which was round two. Let's have the answers to that. So question one, Disney animated classics in order of release dates. Well, the first Disney animated classic on the list from 1937 is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So one point if you said that. And two points if you said the second one, which is Pinocchio, which came out in February 1940 in cinemas. Pinocchio for two points, Snow White for one point. Third place here, also 1940, was Fantasia. So unlucky if you said that you were close, but zero cigars this time. Question two, largest species of shark by length. The largest type of shark is a whale shark. 17 metres is the length I've got written down here. And the second largest shark is the basking shark, 15.2 metres. Then there's a bit of a gap to the next lot. There's a few around the 7.5 metre mark, mega mouth uh, shark, tiger shark, Greenland shark. And then there's another little gap and great white and hammerhead are relative minnows around the 6 metre mark in length. So two points for basking shark or one point if you went for whale shark. Question three, numbers in Italian. Remember, um, just the num writing the number two was not enough here. Uh, so if you said uno, that is one point. U-N-O, uno. And the number two in Italian is due. D-U-E, due. And hopefully you gesticulated wildly as you gave that answer. Due for two points. Uno for one point. Question four, Shakespeare plays in alphabetical order. Uh, the first one on the list is All's Well That Ends Well, one of the comedies. And then we have Antony and Cleopatra second. So two points for Antony and Cleopatra, one point for All's Well That Ends Well. Third place here, as you like it, third in the alphabet. They're all A ones, but yes, that second letter is key here. And question five, largest cities in New Zealand by population. Well, the biggest city in New Zealand is Auckland with... Uh, apparently 1.44 million people. And number two is Christchurch, 378,000 people. Quite a lot smaller than Auckland, isn't it? Christchurch, number two. Wellington is number three here. I'm sorry if you said that. 212,000 is the population figure I have got. Um, so a fair distance behind Christchurch, not really close. The capital, often not one of the largest cities in a country. See their neighbours Australia, for example. Okay, keep your running totals up to date as we go into round three, the old news. So question one was, on the 15th of February, more than 600 cities worldwide saw mass protests against the impending invasion of what country by the USA and a coalition of its allies? It was the Iraq invasion. Iraq is the answer for two points. Question two, um, the end of Yugoslavia as the name of a country as it changed its name to Serbia and Montenegro. 
So obviously, if you said only one of those and not the other, you're going to get one point out of the two. But if you said both Serbia and Montenegro, it's two points, of course. Question three. From August, you could become online friends with Tom Anderson, one of the founders of which brand new social networking website. Well, if you're of my generation, you can still see that photo of Tom in the white T-shirt looking happily over his shoulder as you became his friend on MySpace. MySpace or MySpace.com is your question three answer. Question four, um, yes, where was the Beagle 2 going, the unmanned British spacecraft that sadly uh, failed in its mission and lost contact with the National Space Centre? It was going to Mars. Mars, the answer. And question five, what year is it? It was 2003. Quite a recent one there. Um, the Iraq War, obviously, started in 2003, among those other uh, events. I'm only giving you a small range here. Two points if you said 2003, of course, and one point if you said either 2002 or 2004, one year either side. If you're more than that out, I'm afraid it doesn't merit any points. Um, so that's the old news. Let's move on straight away to pass the Dutch, our final round of this week, and we're going to hear the answers also in Dutch. Of course, I will clarify, don't worry, afterwards. Welke actrice speelde Holly Golightly in de film Breakfast at Tiffany's uit 1961? Het antwoord is Audrey Hepburn. Yes, the answer is Audrey Hepburn. The question, of course, which actress played Holly Golightly in the 1961 film Breakfast at Tiffany's? Audrey Hepburn, two points. Question two. De liqueure Kalua en Tia Maria delen welke smaak? Het antwoord is koffie. Indeed, the liqueurs Kalua and Tia Maria share what flavour or velka smack? And the answer is coffee. Now, I am also accepting rum here because they both have rum in them. And I suppose you could say that they taste like rum, but yeah, coffee or rum, two points. Question three. Nederlander Max Verstappen is a world champion in welke sport? Het antwoord is Formule 1. Formula 1, meaning Formula 1, of course. I'm also accepting motor racing here. The question, Dutchman Max Verstappen is a world champion in which sport? I will mention he is born in Belgium, but uh, competes under a Dutch flag in Formula 1. So I'm sure the Dutch happy to claim him for the Netherlands. Um, Formula 1 motor racing, those are your uh, two acceptable answers. Question 4. Mogadishu is the hoofdstad van welk Afrikaans land? Het antwoord is Somalië. Yep, Somalia, nice simple one. That Mogadishu is the capital of what African country? And the answer is Somalia. And question five. Wie schreef de musicals In The Heights and Hamilton? Het antwoord is Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yes, who wrote the musicals In The Heights and Hamilton? And het antwoord is Lynn Manuel Miranda. Lynn Manuel Miranda is your final answer of the quiz for two points. That's all we've got for this week. Thanks for coming along again, you absolute charmer. Hope you're pleased with your score. I hope you beat me in round one. There are social media pages you can easily search and the email is quizcupboard at gmail.com. The postal address is sadly none of your business. Thanks again to Greg for Beat the Host. Isn't he cute? Keep your eyes on the skies and I'm sure you'll spot another episode coming out next Wednesday right on schedule. Hakuna Matata.